Did you know I'm Polish? I love this place. Look around. It's a feast for the eyes. Polish people love stuff like this. <laughs> Wait till you see my chalice. Oh, you're going to love it. Okay. <laughs> my dear friends, uh, what is supposed to be the center of our lives? Is it supposed to be suffering? Is it supposed to be doom and gloom? Is it supposed to be regret? Is it supposed to be shame? What's supposed to be in the center? Think of concentric circles, one and the most after another, and the innermost circle. What's supposed to be there? What do we center our lives on to get through life? Because life, as you know, is not easy. What, what is the center? And our opening prayer beautifully tried to answer that for us today. It's good to pay attention to that opening prayer. It gives you an idea of what the church is thinking about on any particular Sunday. Now I have to find it. By your help, we beseech you, Lord our God, or I like to say loving Father, that we may walk eagerly in that same charity with which, out of love, for the world, your son handed himself over to death. Another word for charity is love. The center of our life is supposed to be love. God doesn't hate the world. God so loved the world that he sent his only son. That the world means you and me. God so loved you. God so loved me. And, and every other person in this world, God so loved us that he sent his only son to give his life so that we could have life. And Jesus, it says in this thing, he handed himself over to death. That's out of love. Again, Jesus loved us so much that he was willing to endure the suffering for so that we could have life. My favorite scripture, John 10, 10. I have come to give you life that you may have it more abundantly. And we, it's in every Catholic church, we see this great love that Jesus has for us, right? His arms are open. No one, no one is turned away. His arms are open to every person in the world. So the center of our life is supposed to be love. And Jesus gave us the great commission, the great commandment, that we are to love God, love our neighbor, and love ourselves. This is how we live out this, this great command to love, to love God, love our neighbor, and love ourselves. And this is precisely where the devil attacks us, right? In our love of God, or our love of neighbor, and our love of ourselves. This is where we are attacked, because this is where the devil knows if he can get us off track there, we're going to get really lost. So this retreat's been about loving ourselves, <laughs> getting healing, getting, getting freedom in our life, getting set free, getting healed, getting rid of sin in our life. This whole retreat has been helping us so that we can love ourselves so that we can be free to be the children of God. You've, maybe you've heard this, the three versions of yourself. There's the you who, you who you think you are. There's the you who other people think you are. <laughs> and then there's the you that God sees you as you could be. 
And so we are growing towards that image that God has of us in our lives, and we are taking that road to being changed and transformed into God, who God would have us to be. And our beautiful readings today tell us about another thing that can bind us and get us in the way. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I want you to hear it right from the scripture. From, from the prophet Isaiah. Remember not the events of the past, the things of long ago. Consider not. Behold, I am doing something new. It springs forth. You don't perceive it. In the desert I make a way. In the wasteland, rivers. Wild beasts honor me. Jackals, ostriches. I put water in the desert and rivers in the wasteland for my chosen people to drink. The people whom I form myself. That they might announce my praise. Remember not the events of the past. Behold, I am doing something new. And in our, in our psalm, from Psalm number 126, we get the message again from the Lord. You know that the Lord has doing great things for us, and we are glad indeed. The Lord is bringing back us from our captivity and setting us free. And although we go forth weeping, we come back rejoicing. And in St. Paul's message to the Philippians, it's here yet again. Just one thing, St. Paul says. I don't consider that I've made it to holiness, but I'm still on the way. And just one thing, he says, forgetting what lies behind, but straining forward to what lies ahead. I continue the pursuit of my goal, the prize of God's upward calling in Jesus Christ. Forgetting what lies behind and striving to go ahead. Do you hear the message from God? If we cling too much to who we used to be, if we put those our old sins in front of us, in front of our life, we're not going to be free, are we? We're going to remember. We're going to cling. And to God saying, forget that now and move forward. In the gospel, you know, the woman is caught in adultery, so Jesus is dealing with someone who's really wounded, who's really hurt, who's made bad choices, and he says to her, he says to the people, whoever has no sin, cast that first stone. And of course, everyone there is a sinner. <laughs> and nobody there can cast a stone at her. And they all leave. And Jesus says to her, is there no one here to condemn you? Then neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Don't live in that past life, but go forward now into a new life and sin no more. Sometimes you can think about life as, you know, a little kid carrying a wagon. You have, my, my wagon was red. Did you have a wagon? I had a red wagon. <laughs> Anyways, wagon, and a little kid will walk around and put things in that wagon, and the wagon can get heavier and heavier, and the kid will put it, uh, carry things around, and get all tired out because the wagon has too much stuff in it. And we can do that to ourselves in life. 
I think of one heavy stone, shame. And we put a big heavy stone of shame in our wagon. Or a big heavy stone of regret in our wagon. You know, and we gotta we gotta empty that wagon. Jesus says, let me empty that wagon for you. Let's leave that behind. And let's go forward now, because behold, I do something new. God does something new with us. Thomas Merton beautifully said, we always get the grace in the spiritual life of beginning again. And this, my friends, is a beginning again for you. A beginning again. Just like, imagine yourself as your garbage truck, right? And dump all that garbage. Leave it all here. This is a holy place, so it'll, it'll absorb it up. It won't be here anymore. <laughs> dump that garbage out and then go into the world as Christ would have you do something that is new. Behold, I do something new. Remember not the events of the past, the things of long ago, consider not. See, I am doing something new.